Hey, this is Steven. Hi, welcome everyone. This is Angel Lopez from Infinity Skies Corp. And I... Uh, we're a couple of mechanical engineers looking to offer support to anyone who's looking to kick off their products of their dreams. Uh, we're looking to make engineering fun to inspire future generations and connect to the sales and marketing and positioning. You know, all of this, it, it originally started from Jason Mitz, um, you know, future proofing you millionaire challenge, which one of, one of the things was to, you know, have an accountability partner and be able to discuss um, basically innovative ideas that are going to change the world or that could potentially change it. And what resulted in was this, this um, podcast that you are seeing here, where basically every week we're going to get together and, you know, each we're going to come up with three ideas, go, go over them and kind of break them down and see how, you know, they could be manufactured, what would be the approach to market them, um, and basically just creating the connection or closing the gap between the sales or, and the engineering and the business side of it. Um, so basically, um, myself, I, was, um, I started off as an engineer and transitioned more into the sales side, and now I'm more heavily focused on business development and product development. Um, so. Um, a little bit about Steve, too. Yeah, so I worked as a machinist, started my professional career working as a machinist. I worked there for several years before jumping in back into school, um, went back for mechanical engineering, and been working as a mechanical engineer doing like product design. And so we, like Angel said, we we went and we they started with Jay Samets future-proofing you millionaire challenge. A part of the challenge was to, to start out with three ideas a day for 30 days to come up with 90 ideas total. So, and this is just a, like a, that was just to start with, but you know, you can continue that process for longer than 30 days or, and it doesn't necessarily need to be every day, but when three ideas every day, but a, to continuously write ideas down and through writing these ideas down, many of them will just get thrown away. But by prioritizing them, coming up with something, eventually something really good is going to come out the top. And that idea could be disruptive, or maybe it's not necessarily a fully disruptive idea, but it's just a great idea that you're passionate about. You want to see it go out the market and you know, we're here to help. Mm -hmm. So our, our hope is three things. One of them is that if you do have an idea or something you want to work on, um, you know, go ahead and give us a call and we'll bring you on live and maybe we can discuss some of the potential issues and things like that. Um, another thing we want to do is really just provide that service for anybody that needs it, whether you're a small business or whether you're, a, um, you know, or an entrepreneur, um, we want to be able to at least support in that as well. And at the same time, you know, we're going to come up with our own ideas and be throwing them out there. So, you know, if somebody likes them and wants to work with us to bring it to life, you know, we are more than open to doing that um, as well. So it's really, you know, this is more of an outreach for the community and to make, um, to close that gap between engineering and, and, you know, bringing your product to market to saving the world in a sense, you know, being able to create something that truly changes the world. If it's not ourselves, at least we can support somebody um, to be able to do that, you know? And um, I guess, do you want to kick off the first um, concept of the week? 
Stephen? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so uh, product design can seem like such a daunting task. There's so many steps to it. And with our experience in the field, we want to really help help you guys bring your ideas and we will work with our ideas and we'll share everything along the path. So we'll start with a one of my ideas that I've been thinking about for some time. I'm a avid fisherman. And one of, the, one of the problems I run into frequently is spooling and unspooling fishing line from a reel. So you get old line on your spool, you want to unspool it and re, get new line on there. So many of the current options they require drills or something like some uh, like equipment and there are not very many options available so i want to get something that can fit in a tackle box or fit in your in your boat quick easily or in your pocket you can just pull it out unspool your line and if you don't have any kind of a tool it is just a tedious process it takes a long time it makes a big mess you have a big bundle of line and often people just throw that overboard or something rather than throwing it disposing of it properly in the garbage can or something right so want to make sure so it's it makes things faster makes things much more convenient and you get your line back in the water as quickly as possible so this would be something like a dual purpose unspooling and respooling and try to get your line back in the water as quickly as possible and to do it without any tools without any drills and fit right in your tackle box mm -hmm. so this um I guess, did you have any more, any feedback or anything? On, oh, we, I guess we were going to mention. So a lot of these ideas, we're actually going to go through and do some like napkin sketches or some quick sketches and upload them um, where everybody could go to see and get just a better idea of the concept that we're trying to, um, you know, put across. But obviously th this will save tons of money and time not having to buy more um, spools because this is your... Um, more of your more expertise. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess my one of the ones I came up with was almost like a car wash tent, but more of so there is a you know a portable tent that I saw that you can set up and it's almost like a like a gazebo type of thing and you drive your car in there. But I was thinking like, what if there was a way where you almost throw like almost like a mini pool think about it, that or a tarp over your car with tons of little nozzles and you know put place throughout when and like a water system so then you just connect your water hose uh turn on the water let all of those soak up your car then you know you turn on like a like a soap dispensing um unit and i've seen some where they hook it up to the water hose already and then you turn that, do the second wash, and then you go and you turn on the water hose again, and it just rinses off all of the soap where you, without you ever having to even like, uh, you know, scrub your car or anything like, I would hope the pressure itself, mm -hmm. um, you know, and you could always have like a compressor for, for air or something if you wanted to dry it too, or, um, you know, that would require some testing and see if the pressure will actually clean up everything. Yeah, so basically a car wash for your driveway. Yeah, you yeah. Up in your own driveway. And, and then to capture everything so that you're not dumping it down the drain so you could have like a filtration system or something so that anybody can use it in any, anywhere. So yeah. I know that in, like in, I believe, Germany, they have rules where they actually, or maybe it's, oh man, I don't trying to remember where it was. Now I say Germany, but maybe it's somewhere else. Uh, they have rules as far as car cleanliness, but also they, they can't wash them on the street. They have to go through a car wash mm. where, you know, maybe this could be something that could 
help them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another state, yeah. Because even, I mean, even like, you know, some of my, like my neighborhood, they're kind of strict on certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, washing it might not be an issue, but I know there's like drought areas where they don't even want, want you washing your car or watering your lawn. Yeah. Your puddle or something, they'll, they'll like ticket you. So, yeah, I mean, that would be pretty solid um, to explore it, maybe in the European market, especially. Yeah. Yeah, so another idea was uh, making tools for construction companies. So construction companies often, they have like, they're using tools, whatever is created for them. Um, many of the engineers who are making these tools, they don't necessarily work in construction. They don't work directly with these people. They're just assuming they kind of, they they think they know what, what is needed. And well, like a tape measure, for example, is mm-hmm. it's something that was created by, I mean, probably started out with some kind of a, some guy, construction worker or something, but then, um, so using having the correct tool for the job and helping like working directly with these construction companies and the people in the field and creating a tool that really makes their job easier. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like something often you see, like there's like a, the joke where you have a, a tape measure as a hammer or a, anything can be a hammer as long as you can swing it and just smack a nail. But really when you get the hammer in your hand, you hit that nail, that one does the job much better than anything else because purpose built exactly what it's for. So think about just how about cutting a PVC pipe that's at an angle in a weird spot where you can't get to it because it's between the studs and kind of down under the floor or something, maybe. Yeah. So you kind of saw for tiny spaces or something. Yeah. So just work with these construction guys to, and just ask them what's the worst what's the most difficult part of your job mm-hmm. and not that they should have a solution they should just have the problem and then we work yeah. with them and then come up with the solution you know along with that i think agriculture is also kind of in that same um basket because them too it's i don't i feel like the technology is not someone sitting there constantly doing process approval they use more of what's already existed just like in construction um so i mean that would be a great idea even just going to like a like a you know a local what is it like a workers unit union and just passing out a survey and seeing you know hey what's your biggest problem and you know is there a tool that that you feel like you need, like, except, well, exactly what you said, but maybe even actually just email a, a workers unit and be like, hey, we're a group of engineers. Um, you know, we want to support the construction industry. Maybe we, maybe, um, you know, if you can pass this out between, between, you know, your employees, we can help develop something and bring you guys prototypes. That's like a pro bono. And I mean, that'll sell itself. <laughs> Yeah, you just let them go out and play with it out, out in the field. and Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, that's something we can email out, like, this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think that would be great. I mean, and then maybe including the, the agriculture, just because that technology is kind of neglected. Um, okay. So then the one I was thinking, another one that, that I came across, um, so, you know, you like fishing. My, my thing, I like riding. Uh, 
like Harleys on the weekends kind of thing, going down the mountains. And, um, you know, there's always that problem of collision, you know, always, whether you notice it or sometimes you can't gauge something right. So I saw like Bosch, for example, and there's a couple other companies releasing collision type of uh, programmed or, or equipment to install on your bike. But then I was thinking, you know, why can't there be a very easy, like just like a stick on sensor in each little corner that's able to like detect the car proximity. And then if there was a way, which, you know, from following Jay, he's mentioning how like the VR is the future of everything. It's like, if you had a little cam built into your face shield, um, that would basically be able to detect, you know, all of the cars, at least like in chunks. And then at the same time, you know, you have like, you can have like a Bluetooth um, speakers in the mic with the, with the, I mean, in the helmet with the mic, I was going to get one of those. So you can do calls and listen to music. Yeah. Then you can have the, the proximity sensors basically linking to auditory sounds. If you are almost like a car, but on a bike, and you have like the full range of visibility too. And, you know, I, I saw a similar thing today where it was like this kid that couldn't find a job. And basically he just went and invented this little robot hand that whatever movement happened on the screen, the hand was able to trace it. So it's like the technology is there, you know, obviously it'll recognize the objects. Um, so I think something like that would be useful, especially when you're so like laser focused on writing that you sometimes don't pay attention to the sides or even if cars just come out of nowhere. Um, so that I think that that would if you can simplify it as much as possible, where it's not like heavy equipment being installed on your bike, because uh, the Bosch one looks like you have to go into the computer and do a lot of uh, oh, okay. sensor yeah. like that, but just little stick on sensors with like, you know, wireless to an app or something yeah especially from behind you know collisions from behind mm -hmm. is somebody coming up at a stoplight they don't see you yeah yeah or from a from a, a rear kind of corner or something where you mm -hmm. where you're not looking in your helmet it reduces your visibility by quite a bit so yeah. or even they could be next to you merging into your lane and you don't see them so those would be like yeah i mean proximity sensors cars have them they have they have them on their mirrors so you can see it yeah. they can they turn on their blinker and it says, hey, don't turn yet because there's a car there. And it's essentially the same thing. Just build it into a helmet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, imagine you could even do like a head tilt or like something that would turn on the signal since you're already. Yeah. 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 And then, and then something maybe that's like a, has a signal inside your helmet. So, you know, when your signals are on because people, it, it's mostly new riders. I mean, probably only new riders, but that where you see their signal going for miles down the road they they forget to turn it off because oh, okay. it doesn't have the auto turn off of the car <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh it bugs me i was gonna say my problem is the opposite it's like i forgot what signals were unless there's a cop <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no but I, I i've caught myself forgetting those two so that would definitely <laughs> be interesting yeah, there's something else that could be uh, of interest that I've kind of thought about as I'm paddling around, especially fishing when I'm trying to use both hands and trying to paddle is an electric motor for a kayak. Mm -hmm. And they do have outboard motors, little motors. And there are a couple of options available about something that could be easily integrated and just built into any, essentially any kayak or any canoe quickly and easily just snap it in and, and go. 
Mm-hmm. And it really the kind of a big challenge is the weight of the battery and having enough battery power to last you a significant, you know, a reasonable amount of time to make it worthwhile. Yeah. But I've seen a few of them and they look like you have to modify your kayak to make it work. And so if it could be something that could just like strap on somehow without requiring any modification. Because mm-hmm. a kayak, it's typically like um, the pl- like a p- kind of plastic or are they more wooden? Kayaks are mostly plastic. Almost, almost every one of them is just um, molded plastic. Uh, canoes can be fiberglass okay. or plastic. I see. So mostly a plastic. So you, so you almost mm-hmm. want... I'm assuming it does, or like if it doesn't have pre-drilled holes, um, you almost want something to be like sticky or grippy or like a strap, right? Because right, yeah. You don't want to unless there's like to me unless there's like a pre-drilled hole for like a latch or something, you're gonna mm-hmm. you know cause more problems. And then again, you know you want the modularity, so you don't want people modifying their their canoes. Um, so maybe like a strap system. Yeah. Um, yeah see and that's a big problem is like people don't like to modify if they don't have if i don't have to drill a hole in my new kayak i'm not going to right and i I really don't want to so um and especially something that could be underwater like a hole that's underwater exactly um you know another thing would be the the fuel options you know i know you mentioned electric and you know, this is a huge thing. I've seen like bikes, scooters now, like every portable mobility thing is like electrified. But um, what some of these drone companies are doing because the electricity is not um, energy dense, or at least the batteries as a fossil fuel, they're doing like a hybrid system or even implementing like a, like a, um, like a fuel to power a generator to power the, the, device or i've also seen like basically they're they're figuring out ways to hybridize the the fuels okay Uh, one thing i was thinking though your electric is going to give you that nice um quiet where if it's anything fossil fuel it might have like a exhaust and burn type of thing um yeah it's always hydrogen but then that is it's also an exhaust uh um so yeah, I mean maybe electric or having like solar panels or something that, oh, or you can you can even like line like let's say the bottom of the of the whole canoe with like uh, some uh, shock pads that that would generate the electricity from the impact of the water, or the mm-hmm. flow of it. You know, have like some little fans on the side that are part of the system. Yeah. Could provide a little bit of power, but not yeah. most. Most uh, like renewable energy sources are pretty low <laughs> powered, right? So you'd have to be out there for hours, many hours, to yeah. get any significant amount of power out of it. But was, even solar, like say, you've got to lay out a solar array on on top of it. But it would be so small that you could charge a phone with it. But yeah, yeah, more than that. Yeah, because I was I was thinking of like the electric cars using the battery. I mean the the brakes and things like that, but. I mean, all the friction yeah. you have is the boat, unless you put like some little propellers in the bottom, that's almost like a wind power or turbine, yeah. like reverse powering that motor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that would be great, especially if it's modular. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't even ride canoes, but I would definitely put that on there. 
uh, for fun. Okay, I guess my, my the last one I have, I called it the travel burrito. And I actually had this idea for like years and I just, I've never done anything about it, but I'm always eating on the go. So I always find like wraps or burritos are so convenient because I just one hand while I'm driving. Um, you know, if you're in a rush, you kind of need to need to. So I was thinking if there was like a, maybe like a dispenser, almost like a push pop with like a button or something where you just kind of like pushing your food out and like eating it. And there's like, you know, something that stops from spilling and everything like that. Um, what I'm thinking about, it, it's going to be like kind of a nasty consistency because it's, it's almost going to just be like putting mush into your mouth because it's all mixed up. But then so is a burrito. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, almost like if it was like a like a tube of toothpaste and you just op- dump the food in one yeah. side and then you just dump it with like a narrow spout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, you may have trouble selling the that one because of the maybe a little. Yeah. yeah, I I think it's more of like an extreme like bodybuilding thing where we're just like I need to get this meal in and I don't care how. Yeah, um, or, or like in business, I mean, I always find myself like I have one meeting, I have to like rush to another one, and I literally pass by the drive-through and have to like eat while I'm driving. Like, yeah. it technically, be used as a container to stop your food from from spilling or something. Yeah, if you could put any any kind of food in there, something just to conveniently hold your food, say, yeah. and especially even like say you have a um, you're driving along, you have a say a Big Mac in your hand, right? So and you need to set it down to turn or turn your signal on or something like that, and you just drop it down and conveniently hold it because you you know where can you put it? You, there isn't really any convenient place to put it, and how can you maybe somehow hold on to it and yeah, because grab one handed access. Because you could have it in the in the cup holder, so if it if it's like the size of a cup and you have like a smaller food object, put it in the cup holder and then you just push the lever up and it'll slowly be like inching the food up. You yeah. take a bite, you know, and it it could have like a little spout to like you know catch anything. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna throw that in SolidWorks real quick and 3D print it. <laughs> cool. Um. So th- those were our three ideas for the week each that we had. Um, did you have anything else to cover this week, um, Steve, if not? No, I didn't. All right. Well, you know, I hope everybody enjoyed today. And, um, you know, you can find us at Infinity Skies Corp. That's infinitysks.com. Um, I'm also going to be adding all of the social media and all of the the links and the channels um, to the description. So I look forward to, you know, everybody just tuning in. It's going to get more interesting. Um, We do ask that if you guys do have ideas or suggestions, just email us. Um, You could do uh, sales at infinitysks.com or just DM us or anything. If you need help, if you want us to review some of your projects, um, you know, we're available for all of that. We just really want to bring out engineering as more of a mainstream thing, kind of like what STEMS is doing in the schools to just re-spark that interest and that innovation that, you know, would take, um, I guess, our, our society to another high. Um, anything else, Steve? That's it. Thanks. Thanks for listening and hope you guys enjoyed it.
All right, guys. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you.